This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to The Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, after a uh, a brief hiatus, we took a mm-hmm. week off. I don't know if that counts as a hiatus. And hiatus, we a took a break, vacation. A little break of vacation, mid-preview vacation. A vacation of we were both kind of busy. Yeah, we were really busy. Mark, you had uh, I was at con- I was at a conference. Town. You were yeah. out of town at a conference. It was uh, fun stuff. But we're going to continue our previews. I actually almost got killed by a tornado. Did you really? Yeah. Was it really that bad? For those of you who don't. You said it was hot. Well, I said it was hot there, and it was because I was in an area where there was no, all the air conditioning was broken. Yeah. Uh, And that's good. Except for the the main building was really cold. Everything else was really hot. Um, But in Illinois, uh, where we are, I was in central Illinois. There was uh, tornadoes. That's where tornadoes happen. Yeah, exactly. So that's Tornado Valley. I mean,. New, where you are, mm-hmm. tornadoes may they can happen. They can. It's but possible. Really, as you get closer to like where I am by the city, mm-hmm. they don't they, like tornado warning. I go whatever. Yeah, and we had um, where we were. At, I was at a bar at this point, and they just piled everyone in the back. Like, all right, go over there because there's no windows over there, and everyone's just like, well, this sucks. Uh, but no, literally where we Mark's were standing next to a girl. Hi, nice to meet hey, you. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Mark. <laughs> if you're scared, uh, I'm a big strapping gentleman. Um, Hashtag good guy Mark. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so in our town that we were in, um, it, the tornado was headed in that direction because like the actual tornado, there's a tornado on the ground. And then it decided we're going to start going south and just went right past us. It was great. So I almost died. I'm a survivor. Well, for you. you didn't almost die. Well, I mean, it was headed in my direction for a little bit. <laughs> but we're going to continue our... I'm glad you're alive, by the way. Me too. Because uh, I can't continue the onside kick without you. <laughs> well, guys, Mark, each week uh, you got eaten by be, tornado. Each week, it would just be me talking to an empty chair. <laughs> what do you think, Mark? <laughs> just Silence. a bunch of cricket sounds. But we're continuing our preview. We have... NFC North, NFC South. Nope, South. NFC South this week, man. Week off, and I'm forgetting things already. And this division to me, let's start at the bottom. We got to start at the bottom, then we'll be here. Mm-hmm. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to highlight some of their free agency. They get George Johnson from the Lions, restricted free agent. They get Bruce Carter from Dallas, unrestricted. They lose guys like Adrian Claiborne. They cut Anthony Collins. They lose Michael Johnson to the mm-hmm. Bengals. They lose Josh McCown to the Browns. Yeah. But most importantly, they're going to win the Super Bowl. You want to know why? They got Chris Conte. They got Chris Conte. They you got where the, I was going. They got the defense taken care of. They got the defense. Know? 2015 Defensive Player of the Year in the NFC. Mm-hmm. In the league. Defensive yeah. Player of the Year down pat. When you are... 
at the last play of your season, and you need somebody to stop Jordy Nelson from catching the ball. Oh, you Chris put Conti, Chris Conti on him, and he will not understand what the play was and go the wrong direction because that's <laughs> literally what happened. He did not know what the play was, and he ran forward and didn't realize that, no, I was not supposed to do that. Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and uh, Matt Ryan are going to have so much fun. Mm, oh, this yeah. guy. I mean, that's the thing, though. Uh, there's a big question mark here of, I mean, I know it's Lovey Smith, and, and I'm sure he's going to be saying pretty soon, Chris Connie is my safety. Um, but because <laughs> they don't have to say Jameis Winston is my quarterback. No, we all know Jameis Winston's a quarterback. But does he really think that that is an answer at all? I've experienced Chris Conti. All right, I know <laughs> what Chris Conti is. Well, you went through it. Being I a know Bears the fan. man, the myth, the legend. Bear down, Chicago and Bears. You know what, Tampa Bay, feel free. If you want more first round picks, <laughs> more you know high picks, keep just let him play. You don't want to play all the positions on defense because he's Chris County and he'll get you that first overall pick again. I can't, just can't, I just can't do it. You can't have Chris Conti being out there. The the closest I've ever been to literally can't evening uh, is happening can't right evening. now. Well, it's good though because. He's probably not going to be the starter. He can't be. He's probably going to be the backup behind. Do you know who? Uh, well, they got the former lost. bear. The former bear. Former. You're not talking the former about former bear. Drafted in. Tw- I'll give you a hint. Drafted uh-huh. in 2010, third round. 2010. Mm-hmm. Those were all horrible picks. Why would you get that? Uh, he went to major Florida. right. Major right. Yes, but why? Right would you... now, he's listed on the depth chart behind major right. All those picks at the end for the Chicago Bears were bad. <laughs> all of them. I mean, that's just a horrible combination. I feel bad for Bucks fans right now. I'm More looking, so than I I'm did previously. I'm honestly previous looking week. at this defense, and behind, besides maybe McCoy, Spence, and Melton, screw the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Out of the linebackers, I don't see any that I'm excited about. Maybe Carter, Bruce Carter. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Werner and uh, Werner... Uh, that's that's it. about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this defense, Lovey Smith, I know he's a defensive guy, but this defense doesn't scare me. Not at all. Not no. at all. And I, I mean, you have a rookie quarterback where I don't even care if you think Jameis Winston's going to be bad like I think, good like Mark thinks. It doesn't matter. You have a rookie quarterback because Mike Lennon, he's not going to start. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, let's let's just remember that last year there was a quarterback battle between uh, Josh McCown and Mike Lennon. How funny is that? That's that's hilarious. That's a whole that's a joke right mm-hmm. there. And now Jameis Winston comes in, has that job locked up. The one thing that that uh, Winston has, of course, uh, Safarian Jenkins. That's a good deal. Mike uh, Evans. Yeah, it's basically it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the one well, thing he Vincent has. Vincent Jackson. He does. He does have Vincent Jackson, but Vincent Jackson hasn't impressed anybody in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Evans is pretty much all there is. I mean, Doug Martin. That's, what happened to the muscle? I hamster? was just gonna say. He's my most important player for the Bucks this season. He has to show because up. he needs. You need a running back behind Jameis Winston mm-hmm. because Bobby Rainey's too. Bobby Rainey can have a good game. Trust me, I know. I picked him up in fantasy after that huge one. He's too hit or miss though. He's either really good or not good at all. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, Doug Martin needs to be the Doug Martin 
before he got injured. And I mean, that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Here's my biggest concern about Jameis Winston. He has the talent to make any throw. And this is coming from a Winston hater. He does have the talent to make any throw in this league. Yeah. However, is he able to always do the things like be smart enough to protect the ball, maybe not go for this Mm. throw? I mean, he kind of is like a Brett Favre gunslinger, but Mm. doesn't have the talent of Brett Favre. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and it is kind of something to be nervous about because the defensive schemes that he's going to see well, I mean, are so much better than he saw in college. Loving it for most of the time in Chicago had fucking I'm going deep as your quarterback. Yeah. Unleash the dragon, baby. Yeah, Rex you have to unleash the dragon. Sexy Rexy. Um, and, but, I mean, for Jameis Winston, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Just fly routes all the time. Just Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson just fly. I mean, that's Lovey Smith's <laughs> style of offense out there. Um, all day, every day. And I think that Jameis Winston has to be very concerned uh, because – should for, he be concerned or he should spans? Be no, concerned? he should be concerned because for a while, Lovey Smith thought that Devin Hester was a f- number one wide receiver. <laughs> he thought Devin Hester would be a wide receiver. And you Atlanta Falcons fans are sitting there right now thinking, hey, Devin Hester's good on our no, team. No, he's a return man on that yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's not a wide receiver on your team. Yeah, in the preseason, he catches some balls. Yeah, but uh, that's because but he has to play. That's in the preseason. Just so Julio Jones and Rowdy White don't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to go through that again. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, right now, Jameis Winston's going, hey, I got Mike Evans out there. That's a good deal. That's mm-hmm. as good as it's ever going to get. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get better than Mike Evans. I know I got Vincent Jackson, too, but like I said, Vincent Jackson hasn't impressed me yeah. so much as of late. Uh, and actually, I would say that this wide receiving lineup that we have here, um, probably the best it's going to be for Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get better. And they're probably going to be, I'm going to just say it, they're probably mm-hmm. going to be bottom feeders again. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot going into that. Um, I would not be surprised if the Bucks are another top five draft pick next year. I, I can agree with that. And then after, maybe not after next year, but the year after next, that is when, okay, let's put the hot seat on Lovey mm-hmm. because he's not getting shit done. Yeah, uh, I, I can event- agree with that. eventually, I don't think he has too much, too long of a leash. I really don't. Two years. Lovey's mm-hmm. got two years because, I mean, to be honest, the only reason he went to a Super Bowl is because that defense was fucking amazing. Yeah. The oh, defense definitely. was awesome. And it's you know, it's uh it's unfortunate because this defense is not good enough. Yeah, but it's to get to there. be like if I don't even think this defense here is really in the getting their category. You it's wanna moving know why, somewhat in the right direction. You wanna know why I feel like that may be the right thing to say? Why is that? Is because I feel like in Chicago it was Lovey Smith's first head coaching job. So mm-hmm. of course some players from Tampa followed him. But I just feel like now coming to Tampa, any bear that got kicked out during the clearinghouse change this year, yeah, it's like, let's just get the band back together. And, and, the and that's not how you build a team. No, and the problem for that is a lot of those guys are either Old. not that great yeah, or past their prime anyways. Um, I do want to say one thing before somebody yells at me in the comments. Yes, mm-hmm. I know Vincent Jackson had a 1,000-yard season, but 1,002 <laughs> yards, guys, and two touchdowns. I'm not impressed 
when it comes to what he's been able to do in the past. Let's move to, we're going to move right up the standings from last year. So we're going from Tampa. We're talking about Atlanta, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. And some of the highlights from their free agency, they keep Corey Bierman. They keep Charles Godfrey. And other than that, Matt Bryant, the kicker, uh-huh. they kept him. Their key free agent signings, Adrian Claiborne from the Buccaneers, Justin Durant from the Cowboys, and they lose Dwight Lowry to the Colts. Sean Witherspoon is now with the Cardinals, and Harry Douglas and Massaqua are now with the Tennessee mm. Titans. Love that Massaqua. This is a team, though, for me, uh-huh. that it, it's what we talked about. I can't remember if it was last. I think it was a year ago. It was last offseason. We had the podcast where we talked about the best wide receiver course in the NFL. Yep, that was... That's what this team is. You have Roddy White. You have mm-hmm. Julio Jones. To me, now that Brandon Marshall is no longer in Chicago, yeah. this is the best one. Brandon Marshall, who is ranked one of the highest, mm-hmm. the second highest wide receiver in Madden. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, best I just want to throw that out there. However, the running game, is it Freeman that's going to be the guy? Is it Smith that's going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be third-round pick Tevin Coleman? I mean, they add Jalen Collins, the cornerback. They add Vic Beasley. Which so they, are two great picks. They add some stuff on defense. And I, we also have to throw out there, because I haven't said it yet, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn's the head coach now. What yep. is he going to do year one? Revamp the defense. That's what he's going to do. And and I, I like, uh, if we remember at the Atlanta Falcons um, in in uh, Hard Knocks, almost forgot the name of the show, uh, which I'm really excited about Did you Hard find Knocks. out who Hard, Hard Knocks, Knocks is this year? No, it's I haven't Texans. really looked that hard. Found okay. out today it's the Texans. Nice, nice. Um, that'll actually be kind of fun to watch. We get I think to see really Houston. Will. And then I said to myself, man, I wish we would have known this like two weeks ago. Yeah. When we talked yeah. about the AFC South. That's right. Um, but I, from the one thing I remember most about that hard knocks with the Atlanta Falcons was them saying, hey, people don't think we're tough. We need to go out there and prove that Mike we're Tice a tough team. Mike Tice said that a lot. Yeah. And what happened? They did not prove they were a tough team. And now Tice is gone. However, so, wait, wait. Mike Tice would say that, though. No, I'm talking Tice. Oh, okay, you're talking Tice about- was there too. He was like mm-hmm. the O line coach or something, and because I remember him just because he used to be a coach on your team, he used to be the head coach of yep. my team. I remember. I just thought to myself, man, does Tice swear a lot? Yeah, he did. Swears a there. lot, and he like calls people names, and I was like, okay, okay, it kind of feels like we're getting a little uh, over the top here, Ticey, a little yeah. bit over the top. Oh, definitely. Um, he it was fun though watching him. So that's one of the kind of things that makes Hard Knocks more fun. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking, of course, of Mike Smith yeah, losing his job, head coach, because um, they did not prove that they were tough, and they go even further in that direction of, hey, let's get the best defensive mind mm-hmm. we can get in here to prove that we are tough. Mm-hmm. And I love Vic Beasley. I love Jalen Collins. You know, I think those are two great well, rookies who are going to be around for a long time. Collins, to me, is either going to be the third or second on the depth chart. He's either going to play behind Trufant or along on the other side with Trufant. I mean, of course, they got mm-hmm. Alford. Robert Alford as right now listed as the second cornerback on the depth chart. But you say Vic Beasley, they bring in Claymore. And the thing I like about that is, boom. There's your two sides of the area. Oh, yeah. I mean, Clayboard and Tampa didn't have that great of a year last year. 
but he's looking for a fresh start in Hotlanta. You get the young rookie on the left, Claiborne on the right. Your goal is to get to Cam, get to get to Winston, get to Breeze. Mm-hmm. And and to talk about those guys, to the depth that they're kind of creating in Atlanta right now mm-hmm. for the defense. This year, it's perfect for it. Atlanta Falcons, even though you know a lot of people are going to be down on them, mm-hmm. I think they kind of have a chance to be the sleeper team, especially in a fairly weak well, division because their schedule is so well, easy. Not just that. The one thing you got to think of is. Dan Quinn's coming in and he's saying, Well, I got to revamp this defense. You can come in and totally focus on the defense because you have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, yep. Roddy White, whatever running back, you just, whatever running back works, if it's Freeman, Coleman, Smith, good. Just stick with whoever works. Oh, yeah. And you got a team. All you got, and you got Matthews that they drafted, I want to say two years ago, offensive line help. It's just this defense that needs a direction. And Dan Quinn's going to come in and say, so I did in Seattle, and boom, show him the mm-hmm. ring. Say, hey, I could have had two of these if they fucking run the ball on the one so yard So this line. time we're going to run the ball. <laughs> Give me a running back. He's uh, like, I can make that call now because I'm the head coach. He can. And I, but, I mean, to, I just I look down at the schedule here, and we're not going to talk about it too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can check out the preview, the actual uh, Atlanta Falcons video that we have on YouTube for I that. I had that one, but yeah, you do. Um, the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Colts. I mean, those are your tough games, and those are really tough games. But the rest of them, because your division's fairly easy, uh, you get to play the Giants, you get to play the 49ers. The Vikings will be a little more difficult, but nothing crazy. And at least they have that one at home. Yeah, exactly. Like so, you, this schedule for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't I, know. It's not, a, it's not easy necessarily, but it leans to your favor. It really does. I don't know what the win loss is going to be because I have to calculate it a little bit. But just looking at the games, mm-hmm. if I see this schedule, and I've had, you've had a while to look at the schedules now, but you see first four games: Philly, New York, the Giants, Dallas, Houston. Not a really good stretch. Philly, Dallas, like you said, are good. Houston, who we talked about two weeks ago in the AFC South yep. preview. New York is eh, but New York is a they're so un, so inconsistent that they can be good. That's I mean that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I think the one thing that the Atlanta Falcons are going to have over the Texans is even though the Texans defense is better, mm-hmm. but the Atlanta Falcons defense is very good where they will get turnovers. And that's what will harm the Texans because the that's Texans are going to have a lot of trouble game, scoring points. I will say this. Both games against Tampa, Atlanta-Tampa games, James Winston, Winston throws has, five interceptions. He has more than he averages more than two interceptions a game in those two. I definitely can agree with that. He's going to throw at least two against – and I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. Trufant has both of them because Trufant is a ball hawk. Yeah, and I mean, when you add with them just adding depth back uh, on that defense mm-hmm. is what we're going to love to see mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter in this case if you. I mean, they're setting up a position where they can go up against a team like Green Bay, a team like uh, you know the Patriots or the Colts, who are going to throw four or five wide receivers at you, spread you out, and say have fun. Teams like the Atlanta Falcons are saying we will have fun. We got the guys to do it. We I can kinda, block that. I kind of feel like they have a great chance. To win the division, not only because of I mean, all this, they only have to get to well, eight and eight. Not only because of 
how many wins they have to get, the talent they have on this team, the new direction that they'll have under Dan Quinn on defense. But this is the division we usually say, okay, whoever won it last year is not not winning it the year after. So Uh that kind of, and we'll get to the Panthers in a little bit, but Panthers are already, you know, just don't even have them winning it because they're not going to. Although the Panthers did get two in a row. So congrats to the Panthers. So they you got that, you know, claw up everybody. Um but is there any is there anything else you want to talk about with the Atlanta Falcons? Not really. How about moving right up to the Saints? Perfect. We've got the biggest thing the Saints did this offseason. They kept Mark Ingram. Then they added a Brandon Browner from New England. They keep Shane Grand, the place you kicker. You gotta get to the biggest thing they didn't do. Pierre Thomas. And Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham. They traded Jimmy Graham. Yep. For a, for a center. They didn't keep Got him. Got Kruger for that, but they picked up from the Bears, Josh Morgan. They they re-signed a lot of guys. Like I said, Ingram, Graham. They re-signed Bryce Harris, uh, Raymond Humber, Luke McCown, not Josh McCown, Luke McCown. But they let some key guys go, like Meacham, Pierre Thomas. They let Cadet go. To the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And also, C.J. Spiller is probably going to be their backup running back. Which is C. interesting. C.J. Spiller, the killer illa. Very interest, I'm very interested to see how that works out uh, with this team. Because Ingram and Spiller are two completely different running backs. So that but has that good could potential. Work. It kind of reminds me what... I don't want to say the Eagles. I would say more of what... It kind of reminds me what the Chargers were doing. With I want to say it was LT Darren Sproles where uh-huh. LT was the main back he could do anything he's a you can go up the middle to the outside Spiller was more or not Spiller Sproles was more that return specialist swing out for the screen pass that's what I think they'll use Spiller use him in situations kind of like Pierre Thomas where you got to get his speed get him open and let him use that speed to kill. For sure. And, and, you know, obviously you still have Drew Brees, who... Uh, One of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, and and's really kind of forgotten about mm-hmm. a lot uh, for, for a guy who consistently has, like, the highest uh, yards thrown per season. And before we forget to mention their top two picks, both first-rounders at 13 and 31, Andrews Pete, offensive lineman, then inside linebacker Stefan Anthony out of Clemson. And they also drafted, he probably won't play, she got Drew Brees, but Colorado State quarterback, third rounder, Garrett Grayson. Mm-hmm. Which will be interesting to see uh, how that goes if they stash him in the third spot. Because he's mm-hmm. not going to be the backup. My, my um, if they big stash thing, him or if they try and practice squad that guy. My big thing, though, is what are you going to do without Jimmy Graham? I know you you felt like you had to trade him. You traded him for, I believe it was a first rounder. And then Unger was... Uh-huh. Who you got the center to try to protect Breeze, which but is you need obviously. Now this puts the pressure for me on Colston, on Cooks, on even Josh Morgan, who will probably be the third wide receiver. Which is receiver unfortunate. Which is very unfortunate on this team. Or Joseph Morgan. They got two J Morgans. Joseph Morgan, not Josh Morgan, will be the. Third one of them is going to be the third receiver on this team. Either one. Either way, you're not excited in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like the main thing of this Saints offense, and Saint fans, you can disagree with me, I kind of encourage it, is run the football with Ingram. Just have a philosophy of 
we're just going to run the football and let Breeze do his thing when we have to pass it. But I feel like the Saints, you don't have to say this because, I mean, Sean Payton knows what he's going to do. Uh-huh. It's just they had a bad break last season. Yeah, they did. Uh, I, I kind of think that when it comes to uh, the New Orleans Saints, the problem is you do have Drew Brees. So you want to rely on Drew Brees, and you want to let him just be who he is, which is, you know, the quarterback that will just throw all over everybody. Um, I don't think they're in the best position to make that work without uh, without Graham. And maybe some people out there think that we are overselling Graham's mm-hmm. value um, to this team, but I d- disagree completely. Um, I don't think we can undersell it enough. Uh, it's It's just... It's a huge piece that's missing, and I mean literally a huge piece. So I don't know how they're going to completely uh, get through that. I think you have to kind of change a lot of your strategies and Mm -hmm. a lot of your philosophy on offense to make that work. But what they've been doing, because that is a safety blanket right there for Drew Brees, they're shoring up the offensive line saying, hey, it doesn't matter that we don't have this guy because we have enough time for our wide receivers to get open now, something that Drew Brees has been lacking for a while. So... Drew Brees is a very smart, very strong-armed quarterback. Just give him time. Give him time. People will get open. He will throw them open if he has to. And, I mean, one of the huge things that, I mean, I'm trying to think about how I want to word this. Most people may be thinking, not maybe seriously, but in some sort of way may be saying, well, huh, I should pick the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. No, why would you do that? Do you know why I'm saying that? No, I don't. Because of the guy, the good luck charm, apparently, Uh because he only played eight games in 13, nine games last year, but he's back-to-back Super Bowl winner, Brandon Browner. Won one in 13 with the Seahawks, won it last year with the Patriots, comes over to the Saints. I love this pickup on the defensive side of the ball, but... You know, there's going to be, there's got to be some people that are superstitious. Like, yeah, they they may be able to be lucky enough to make it now because they got this guy who should have lost last year. Yeah, this guy I don't know about. You don't know about Brandon Browner? No, that's what I'm saying. Most people are. Mark, I'm talking to you. You don't know about Brandon Browner? Go go get yourself educated, listeners. But he is going to help out the secondary because the defense to me is just. Bleh. There's no like Hawthorne, maybe Spencer, Vaccaro, and Browner are to me the sexy names that jump off the page. For sure. Uh so I mean it'll be interesting with the Saints. I mean, I think personally, not much changes in this division. The Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers are all battling it out for that number one spot. And then the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the division. Whoever um, just does better. Yeah. Is what it, you're saying. Pretty much. And I think this comes down to another one of those uh, you know, Nine and seven teams that gets in. I really think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, but I'm excited about this next team. You are. You want to get to. Uh, I want to claw up. You want to claw up, baby. And I will say the big Carolina had some losses. They had Jarrett Boykins going from. Or no, Boykins went from Green Bay to the Panthers. I misread that. They had Greg Hardy go. From them to Dallas, D'Angelo Williams leaves for Pittsburgh. Byron Bell is now in Tennessee. And then they had Horace Miller, James Dockery going to the Raiders. 
And besides that, the key guys they signed, Dixon, Edwards, you have Colin Cole coming over, free agents signing over, Boykins, you have Kurt Coleman, Ted Ginn Jr., Jonathan Martin, who is cut by the San Francisco 49ers. And to me, I kind of want, I like, I want to come in and say team to beat in the NFC South. But part of me says, wait, there is no team to beat. There is no team. You're right. And it's all just a, it's going to be a dog fight. Oh yeah. Excluding the, excluding the, the like I said, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the division. They exist. The way I'm, they're just not I'm, doing it. I'm going to use this analogy to describe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the younger brother that's just happy their three older brothers lets them hang around with them. I'd say that's, fair, that's let's pretty them, fair. Let them participate. Let them be a part of the group. They're just happy to be at the table mm-hmm. playing poker. They don't have any money. They're just happy to be at the table. Yeah, and I think. Uh, Tampa Bay fans are going to be in for yet another rough one for sure. I will say, though, I do like their first two draft picks, and this is Co-op Nation, Carolina. Shaq Thompson, linebacker, slash kind of secondary man, defensive back out of Washington, and then Devin Funches, mm-hmm. wide receiver, slash tight end out of Michigan. Yes, yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, and, you know... They got Cam Newton, and I think the thing we got to remember with Cam Newton is he has never really had... They also have Joe Webb. Steve Smith excluded. He's never really had a solid uh, wide receiver to throw to. But that's where That's Benjamin. what they're trying to do. Well, you know, they, now that's what they're have, trying to do. They got Funches, they, they have, got Benjamin. Mm-hmm, Funches is on the other side. Ted Ginn Jr. to me is an interesting one mm, because he hasn't really proved himself. Yeah. But... Really, they're trying to say, Benjamin's your guy. Mm. Who can we bring around? They're bringing the... I kind of feel like the Boykins thing is kind of like what Green Bay has done, where it's like, it's almost like a wide receiver by committee, but Jordy Nelson is pretty much the guy. Yeah, Pretty much the guy in Green Bay. Oh, without a doubt. And they're just trying to fill a ton of names on these wide receivers and going, you're all here, you all may catch the ball, Benjamin's the guy, let's go play. For sure, you guys. It's, it's like it's like when you're uh, playing basketball, you know, in high school, and they're saying, "All right, all of get you the run ball around, to Tucker. Get the ball to the tall one. Get the ball to Tucker. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he's going to shoot because he's the only one that can score a basket. Um, and that's pretty much what this comes down to. Uh, no, I actually I think that the it, it upsets me for the Carolina Panthers because Cam Newton is never going to play as well as he should because he mm-hmm. never has the help he needs out there. And the defense was phenomenal a couple years ago. Uh, still is a good, really solid defense, um, you know, but it's not going to be the defense that basically wins you the season. Can I ask you something? Uh-huh. We talked about with Lovey Smith getting the band back together was the analogy that I used with Bears fan, our Bear players yes. going to Tampa Bay. What are your thoughts? Because you're the bear guy. Uh huh. Charles Tillman coming back to play for Ron Rivera. You know, he's I, on this team. Yeah. Now. I find it very interesting. Um, it's not what I would have expected. You thought, I thought he was going to go to Tampa. Oh, me too, for sure. But he goes to Carolina to play with Riverboat Ron. And, and you know what? I think Tillman has earned whatever he wants. 
He's the kind of guy where anything that Tillman wants, Tillman should get. He was injured. Was it last year or the year before? He was injured for most of the year. Last year, the year before that, the year before that. He's all. He's basically been injured always. It's his for knee, the, for right? Everything you can remember. Yeah, the 2012 was his last mm. 16 game season. Yeah, he he's fallen apart, which is you know not. That's surprising. I mean, he's had quite the career. He's a very physical player and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a great guy to have in the locker room. I joke about him being a cheerleader every now and then because uh, he I spends most of his time on the sidelines. I would upgrade him to coach, assistant coach. Sure, sure. Because at um, least he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but I mean, he really is just, you're kind of just getting a, a, a locker glorified, room presence. A, a glorified cheerleader. Yeah, and you're getting a guy who's going to be out there making the uh, the kind of backups and the younger guys a little bit better, mm-hmm. showing them the way it should be done because he's class act. Uh, without a doubt, he's a class act. He is the prime example of what Lovey Smith wanted in Chicago with Jerry Angelo. The good guy who's going to be in Chicago, who's going to make a difference in Chicago. That's what the Carolina Panthers have with Charles Tillman. Is he going to play more than five games? Probably not. He's probably not. He's probably going to play a game. It's probably what you're going to get out of him. And it, took- but he will peanut punch a ball for you <laughs> while he's out there. It took us so long to get to this point, but we joked earlier about the fake defensive player in the NFC of the year, Chris Conti. Oh, yeah. Well, Carolina has the real defensive player of the year in the NFC, Luke Keekley. Oh, got you Luke got Keekley, and then now on the weak side, you're putting Shaq Thompson next to him. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see what that does. You have, oh, like, I mean, Starla Tuile. You have Coney Ile, and I'm just, I'm waiting for this team to be, show us you were better than 7-9. and nine. Show us seven nine one seven nine one show or us seven eight one I think is what it whatever was. show us you were a positively five hundred team show us that you deserve to be in the playoffs yeah it's not like when you just Rams, happened to get in when there. the Rams had to play the Seahawks and the Seahawks got in at seven and nine yeah it's show us that I mean, you're not that to be fair though I mean we're comparing to that but seven eight and one is worse than seven yeah. because you tied because you tied you tied you can tie hey. Yeah, Donovan McNabb, I didn't know you could die. I just thought you kept playing. You probably kept should. Until someone wins. Don't don't Who did tie. they tie against? The Bengals. Yep. They I tied against the Bengals. Two t- both teams that both those teams that tied got into the playoffs though. <laughs> so maybe they're on to something. You wanna know. know what's funny though? Huh. Is they tied and then they lost one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. Yeah, that's they lost bad. six of their eight games right after that tie. <laughs> but and then to win four to get you got in. in the playoffs. Yeah, you got in the playoffs, so that's cool. <laughs> Way to go! This division, if I can, if I can really bring it down real quick. Everyone said, and this is the kind of uh-huh. go off what I think you're going to say. Everyone says, like in every preview we've done, this is going to be the most competitive division. This one is. Just because of how big of a dogfight it's going to be. Oh, well, I mean, it's really easy to be competitive when everyone's fighting for 500, right? I mean, I I don't want to be too mean on this team, but the highest win total I can give any of these teams is like nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like your best case scenario for most of these teams. I think I have the Falcons with a little more. I think they can be a positive nine win team. Just, but you mm. said the schedule's easy for the them. Ske- I mean, for any of these teams, if they get they don't really hot, the, they can do it. They don't have to play the NFC West or AFC West, like the North. They don't play any difficult divisions. Pretty much no. is what it comes down to. I mean, they play their own division, which is just going to be a toss up. That's where the dogfight comes in. But that's the kind of situation too, where let's say I'm just going to throw the saints out there. Uh, let's say the saints are 
just looking really good, and they get the number and they sweep the division, well, okay, now we have a team who's double-digit win because the rest of it is so much easier. Of course, then that's going to be a team that gets in the playoffs and probably gets beaten down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like the Bengals typically do. Um, but, sorry, I just had to throw the Bengals under the bus for a little bit. <laughs> the Bungles. Yeah. The Bungles, um, just as the team that isn't quite at the caliber yet happens to get there all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, but I just think that this division is going to be tougher later on. Uh, I love you, Smith. Probably should go at some point. I don't think he's going to do much for you, Tampa Bay fans. Can I ask this then, since you threw out that about Lovey Smith? Uh huh. Do you think Ron Rivera hits the hot seat in a few years or sooner rather than later? You think that he probably? Well, I don't want to because really this division's interesting. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's protected by the Super Bowl, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean he didn't get fired through Bounty Gate. He's never going to get fired. Dan Quinn is new. Then you have Ron Rivera, who, to me, I feel like the team could be a lot better than they are, but they did make the playoffs. Yep. Twice. And then you just have the shit show, which is the Lovey Smith well, blanks. The thing I'll say about Ron Rivera, I don't put the blame on him because I, a lot of the problems that the Panthers have are personnel problems, and that's not the coach's decision. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not Chip Kelly, you're not Bill Belichick, you're not Pete Carroll. You don't make those decisions necessarily. Um, so, for I mean, it's unfortunate. He probably will get the blame, but Cam Newton needs to throw the ball to somebody. Yes, you gave him Calvin Benjamin, and that's awesome. Uh, you're giving him funches now, which is good. You're going in the right direction. But you traded Steve Smith. Steve Smith, who was the only guy that Cam Newton threw the ball to. He was Mr. Reliable out there. Mm-hmm. He was the spark on that team. And then how do you reward him after getting to the playoffs finally? You say, all right, see you later. You let the end. Uh, D'Angelo Williams walk. I mean, the the tandem that everybody has been so used to for yeah. Forever but to be there. honest, they weren't producing. It might. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them for letting Williams walk. Steve I, my, Smith walking yeah, was. That's you can a, say it was horrible. a locker room issue, but he's the best wide receiver on your team. Yes, exactly. And he was the. Yeah, you can say it was a locker ima- room issue, but he's fired that team up. People Could you imagine that. if it was if we were talking right now, Benjamin? Mm. And Smith, boom, division winners, hand it to him. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's 10, 11 wins. Uh, yes, I mean, I don't want to put the blame on Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera probably will get the blame, and if it goes badly, we'll probably get fired. Um, but, because they're not going to get rid of Cam Newton. Cam Newton's their oh, guy. Oh, no. They just gave him a ridiculous yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly. He's their guy. They've settled that already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera's the one who they can get rid of. Yeah, because Newton's the face. Yeah, the problem is Ron Rivera's a good coach, but he can only work with so much. And he's been doing what he can. You know, he's gotten them to the playoffs twice in a row. One time with a good record, the other time with a, you know, seven-win record. Hey, John Fox got him there with Jake Delone. Jake Delone. Yeah. Hey, coaches can only do so much. And John Fox, he got him to the Super Bowl, didn't with win that Super Jake Bowl. Jake Delone. Yeah, didn't win that I mean, Super Bowl. he ran into the buzzsaw, which was Tom Brady and Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah. Coaches can only do so much with what they got. The personnel needs to be there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it comes down to for the Panthers. How about you give me this? How we end each preview? Mm-hmm. Who wins the division? How many teams from this division make the playoffs? So the team that wins this division, and I go back and forth on this probably every single day, uh, but I, I want to claw up, and I want to claw up so hard. I'm doing the claw up, but I can't do it. It's going to be the none other than the Atlanta Falcons. What, we agree on something for once? Atlanta Falcons are going to win the division. How many wins? 
Uh, probably nine, nine okay. to seven. Okay. I, 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 I'm not going to give you an exact response because I don't have my computer in front of me. I'm Atlanta two. I think ten or eleven wins is what they can end with. I forget what I said exactly. Like I said, I'm not using my computer for this podcast. They're the only team though that makes the playoffs from this division in my mind. Oh, they are the only ones because to me, I honestly feel like either the North, East, and West, they're gonna have the two. Mm-hmm. They're gonna it's either gonna be Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Cardinals are the two that I can see going from there, or Packers, Vikings, Packers, Lions. Either one of Packers and pick one of those two teams. That's the combinations that I can see going on. So I don't see Carolina or New Orleans getting anywhere. I kind of feel like Tampa Bay is going to be a top five pick in next year's NFL draft. That's how bad they are going to do. And I don't know. I think the Falcons... If they make the playoffs, and I mean this is without any exact matchups, how far do you think they would go theoretically? Um, probably first round. I think they're probably knocked out. Knocked out in the, the, in the, wild, the card. wild card. Yeah, they have an opportunity to get to the divisional. I'm gonna say, but divi- they're not getting past that. Hypothetically, I'm gonna say divisional just because they would get that wild card home game. Mm-hmm. If they were the wild card team on the road. Then but I'd the, say you know the, the hard card. thing is for the Falcons. It's going to depend on who they're playing. Are they going to play the Bengals? Are and they, they win by not default? The Bengals. The, 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 the Cowboys. AFC. Yeah. Are they going to play the Cowboys? If win? they have to play a Cowboys or okay. Eagles, they're going to lose. Or what about this? Isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But just if work they play with me a, here. If they play wait, a Vikings, wait. no, 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 no. That's a win. No. They can win the, no, wait, the Vikings. Wait. What if they play like the Packers because somehow the Lions win the division? Mm. They're not going to beat the Packers because the Packers, even well, though, the Packers, even though they're a wild card team, are almost Super Bowl champions. But, like they're Super Bowl favorites. But let me say one thing about that. If you remember what I said earlier in this podcast, the Falcons are setting themselves up to be the teams that can go against Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. True, They've got the true. depth. In the safety and Dan the cornerback. Quinn, Dan Quinn's defenses have never lost <laughs> and, to the Packers. Yeah, they beat Aaron Rodgers. They've got his number. I'm not saying that the Atlanta Falcons are going to beat the Packers because they're not set up yet. I'm just saying if it's, a, if it's a matchup like that, I don't know I'm, if they get out. I'm not going to sure thing that thing yeah. to uh, Aaron Rodgers. But that is going to do it for our NFC South preview. I want you guys to tell me down below in the comment section what you thought of Anything we talked about today with the teams, who do you think is going to win the division? How many playoff teams do we have from the NFC South? Also, if we didn't mention anything, let us know what we missed down below in the comments. If you're listening to this on YouTube, if you liked it, hit the like button. If you loved it, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps out. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, please follow our SoundCloud page. You can be up to date with all of our podcasts. Make sure, link down in the description, you join our Fantasy Football League. Mark, tell them a little bit about what we're doing here. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to play some Fantasy Football. We're going to see who the best minds are. It's going to be me. Uh, between it's going to be me. The onside kick, and we're also going to get the primetime podcast in on this. They're going yep. to have some fun, too. They think they know <laughs> about the rookies, but we're going to see if they know about the rookies. Uh, primetime podcast, of course, is our college uh, football, basketball podcast so that's a good one too you can check that out as well 
So that's going to do it for the Onside Kick this week. I want to thank everyone for checking us out. Follow me at Ricky Widmer. Mark Weber at the, with two E's, Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is Most Valuable Pod. Thank you again. Can't say it enough for checking us out this day, evening, whatever it is. However, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.